and welcome back to another episode, everybody. My name's Emery Wolf. Joining me is Nick Lamb, and we are just two camera guys. And we're going to jump into this right away because we're not going to point fingers, but Aren't things you? may have gone wrong somewhere along okay. the lines. All right. Uh, Let's but join in. Join us admit today. we were wrong. Okay. They're, they're, we, we'll both apologize. No, we're not. We're not talking about that. It's not about us. Um. Anyways, uh, joining us tonight. Um, I'm actually pretty excited to be talking yes. to Wanda. You can probably see her in the frame already. Um, Wanda is the photographer for the Regina Red Sox, as well as the Regina Thunder and a whole slew of other things. Um, that maybe doesn't quite do you justice, Wanda. So maybe to start us off, mm -hmm. what do you all do? I do um, photography for the Regina Thunder, the Regina Red Sox, um, some for the Regina Riot, a uh, schwack of minor sports around Estevan, a lot of minor hockey. I filled in a little bit doing the Estevan Bruins near the end of the season. Um, the leader post couldn't send somebody down for the Centennial Cup hockey, so I did some of that. I do some grad photography, some family photography, and try and squeeze stuff in for personal stuff as well. <laughs> wow. I think the first question we need to ask is how do you find the time to do that um i just <laughs> just do it um i'm at the point now i'm i'll admit i'm too much of a people pleaser and when i've shot stuff um sports stuff i try and edit in a timely manner and get it out my agreement example with the um, thunder is as soon as the game's done they want about 10 semi-decent edited shots for their social media, but then I try and get the rest out as soon as possible. Um, regarding family and grad shoots, I try and tell people, I'll get you your product in about two weeks, but now I'm telling them it's going to be closer to a month and actually everybody's very understanding. Yeah, especially in the last few weeks, like you said, with everything that you're doing, that's, that's yeah. like five major things that have all happened at one point in time. Um, another thing to make this feat like even more impressive for people to wrap their minds around, you are in Estevan and Correct. you are driving to Regina to shoot these things. Correct. That yeah. is incredible. Um, the Thunder, like they play what? All told, last year was maybe what ten games at home during the season, and then I do go like Saskatoon's a must game. Then of course, there's always like room for me on the bus that with the players that aren't playing. Um, Red Sox have such a huge schedule in a short amount of time that they don't expect me up there for every game. Um, so what I'll do quite often is they play in Weyburn, for example, next week. I'll just drive an hour down the road and go to Weyburn. But there was a time a few years ago where my husband and I, we drove up for a playoff game and then we're like, okay, when we started charting when the next home playoff game would be. We get home at one in the morning and then it's like the next day. Well, are we going back up for the next game? And sure enough, we'd hop in the truck and go back up. Yeah, and then meanwhile, trying to fit all that other stuff in with this. Um, one of the other things that actually interests me with your stuff particularly, and as your work in Esteban too, you, you deal with like a lot of like minor sports as well right. and, and shooting that. Now, I think the thing now, I, I feel like it's obvious to me, but I feel like it's not that obvious to everybody else. 
I'm assuming you do not get paid or paid well for that. Um, I've got an agreement with a few of the double A hockey teams that I shoot as many games as I can during the year. And then what they do is they do pay me so much per game and they usually end up with like, um, have me burn memory sticks of the entire or USB sticks of the entire season for them. So I do like get a little bit of money. Um, I recently set up my own website, um, wandafhairandphotography.ca, where people can just download digital images and order prints because I had people messaging me when I was at my day job, when I was driving somewhere. And then they'd have to wait for me to get home and they'd be like, what image do you want? Yada, yada, yada. So now they can go on whenever the spirit moves them and get them themselves. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work. Um, before our whole debacle of trying to get on here, uh, I was kind of asking you about your passion. So sports is obviously a passion for you because I feel like if it wasn't, you wouldn't be doing this. Right. Um, growing up, like I wasn't very good at sports, but I participated in a lot. Um, when our son was living at home, he was big into minor football and then high school football. Um, what it is like, I love sports in general, but for me with the photography side of it, I like to try and capture the perfect action shot. But a lot of the sports pictures that I've shot, I like to capture the emotion more so in sports, if that makes sense at all. Um, for example, one of the pictures I shot when the Estevan Bruins won the SJHL championship here, after time ran out, ran out at the end of the game, they were all mobbed in a corner of the ice surface. And there is a player on the Bruins that just recently, before the season ended, lost a family member in a car accident, I believe it was. And while all the players were in a mob, he was sort of off on one side of the mob on one knee his head in his hands. And then the winning goaltender was sort of comforting him. And to me, like that was the perfect picture as yeah. opposed to just them all rah, rah, rah. Um, That's interesting. So what, what kind of stuff do you have to do to sort of pay attention to those moments? Like, do you basically have to become a fan of the teams? And um, Someone, I think, um, example, for example, the Regina Thunder give me incredible access to the team. Like I can practically be right on the bench as long as I'm out of the way, like I'm right on the sidelines close. Um, a lot of those kids, well, all those kids are young enough to be my own sons. So it seems like I get a bit more of a attachment to them, I guess. But last year, um, there was a game in Saskatoon where the last play of the game was the Regina Thunder field goal kicker going out for a kick, a winning kick. And it was like, okay, do I focus on him on the field or on the sidelines? And I went back and forth, back and forth. And at the end, no offense to him, it was like, you kick, you take one picture of a guy kicking a field goal. How different is it than any other picture? <laughs> so then you turn the camera to the motion on the sidelines. And there is um, some of those boys on one knee, like, in a line holding hands. And to me, that's what sports is all about. 
you do you ever find yourself like is is it a struggle you say you see one person kick a ball you've seen them all but like is it a struggle to find like a new angle new perspective of it or do you go out of your way to try and do that um I think since I first started I've learned a lot like for a lot of sports especially when you have um younger kids you can't shoot standing looking straight at them it's get on their level um football a lot of football um I'm on crouched down on my knees on the sidelines at the end of the end zone when the team's marching down and the quarterback is facing the end zone I'll actually go on my belly at the back of the end zone just to be nice and low and I find too if you shoot almost looking up you avoid the shadows in their faces and such so yeah that's actually a couple of good points. I think like with kids in general, probably getting down to the yeah, exactly. All the time, right? Um, I assume like with the, uh, the older kids with the football team there, you're, you don't have to worry about that old pile then. No, no, actually football too. I find football more interesting. Like I'll shoot crouch down as well. And you find, I find the shots a lot more interesting than being up high or whatever. Maybe maybe something about getting in on their face through yeah, the actual yeah. thing. Uh, is, is a, there, sorry, go ahead. No, there's a photographer, if anybody's in sports, into sports photography. Um, a photographer I follow from the States, his name's Zamani, Z-A-M-A-N-I, I believe. Feelings, like the song Feelings. Um, he shoots for Temple University and some NFL stuff. But a lot of his pictures, sports photography pictures, is he's always focusing on the eyes. And his shots, like now, as soon as I see a shot, like I could probably pick out his shots without even knowing. So are they close-ups? It's a... Not not overly. Like he'll have running backs running like the ball towards them. And just how he gets the intensity in the eyes every time is incredible. Hmm. Um. Is there like, do you, do you follow a lot of other like sports photographers or, or people for like, for inspiration even? Yeah, um, Zamani is one. Um, there's a fellow out of Toronto named Jeff Vogan. And he's done stuff. Actually, he just signed with um, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. So he'll probably have some Argo stuff. Um, he does a lot of sports swim club stuff too um who else is there one a of few the guys, guys yeah one of the guys i've always followed uh, dave sanford he's one of the nhl guys um but he does some uh, he does some interesting stuff on the side as well he's done this whole series with waves and like sort of the weird faces and shapes that the waves make uh, so shooting it from the wave level in a waterproof system and all that okay. um, and then like his NHL stuff like the the photoshop work and some of the things he's done with it is kind of incredible do you do you lean much to the program side or is it almost straight out of camera um most of it's straight out of camera I find some of the emotional stuff if you start doctoring it up a bit in Lightroom, it actually adds more to the image. There's one shot I did at a Regina Thunder game a few years ago where late in the game, um, 
a defensive back made an interception. He got back and he was sitting on the bench and the defensive coordinator came over and like actually kissed his forehead, grabbed him and kissed his forehead. And in color, that shot did nothing for me. I just flipped it to a simple black and white. And I don't know, it just grabbed me more. That's actually astounding. And so like, do you, do you ever affect it or do you have like a preset that you put on it at all? Um, no, no, I'm black, just black and white. I do have some of the Lightroom presets, but I just use them mostly for like when I do my grad and portrait shoots and stuff. Right. Just to tone down the greens or whatever, but so most, the of the, most of the sports stuff is just black and white. So to clarify why I think that's astounding is because like looking at your work, um, a bit of a long story, but I confused you with someone else apparently <laughs> many, many years someone ago. Good? I, well, it, it was the lady, I don't remember her name now, who came and shot oh, okay. the men cut and uh, I knew she was out of Estevan and so I'm Googling things and I came across yours and I'm like, oh, this must be her. And uh, so started following and like I started following because the photos were good, like they looked good. And that's why I'm impressed right now that it's just all straight out of camera, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. And then I do like what, after I get home or whatever, of course I'll do like a lot of cropping and stuff to eliminate like dead space or follow the well, age old rules of thirds or what have you. But most of my sports stuff is actually just cropping um, for hockey and some football, I can get pretty fussy and I'll go in and like eliminate shadows under the helmets and stuff, but everything else is, and maybe do a stuff um, just to brighten up the colors or saturation too, but not overdo it. Right. So but how most many of it's just for speed then? Yeah. Well with speed, like what are, what kind of numbers are we talking about? How many photos would you take in a typical game? Um, football easily at least a thousand, a thousand. At a game. and then, then that'll get that'll get called right down like to probably about maybe 200 keepers hockey i don't know 400 it really depends on the game baseball like i came home from last night's red Sox game with probably about 600 but then they're back after two years so they had a few new things going on at curry field so do you have to when these emotional pictures that you take you just know it when you see it and then you'll be able to flip straight to it or are you kind of scrolling through and then finding them after how does that work because i'm assuming that those are the ones you'll spend a little more time on editing i'll, I'll hit the like write down the file number or whatever and then when i go to edit it's like okay let's go find that one first oh smart that's clever do you know what i wonder if keith Hirschmiller has ever thought of that that's really smart because i know like with shooting b-roll i'll just just know okay that was the shot that was really good that i'll use you just kind of know it. but yeah to actually write down the file number that's a really good idea i should start doing that yeah. as well so Keith shoots with the Pats and he does a lot of things for speed too. I think Nick knows where this is question. It's going to go and it's going to make him laugh a little bit, but do you shoot in raw or JPEG? JPEG for sports. Raw for my portrait and um, family photos and stuff. Yeah, we, we give 
Hirsch a hard time yeah. about shooting in JPEG all the time. <laughs> but uh, I guess, do you know what? Maybe for people who don't understand, why do you shoot in JPEG for sports? Um, doesn't slow down the camera as much. Just makes things faster. Yeah, and, and even editing too as well. Like, yeah. like you said, if you're going straight out of camera, whatever. I know Keith actually does apply a small... Uh, preset thing I think it's his own little preset he's made up and he applies it to almost like everything and makes like little slight adjustments on almost everything but uh, and then his turnaround what he's pumping out I think all his pictures are out uh, they used to be out that night but now I think they're out the next day yeah so speed 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 I love your idea game. of people being able to go to your website and just find the photo that's that's just a huge time saver is what it's oh. yes big time yeah i feel like that's like a small town approach to things though too right like again using keith as an example like he basically has zero control over anything he does um, whereas i feel like you're getting more of that probably with every team just because it's smaller teams and smaller towns would that be right yeah yeah, it's a small Saskatchewan city feel to stuff. And like a lot of people, or I'll compare like what other photographers in cities are charging. Or when I first started exploring the website and setting prices, I went to an American um, Facebook photo group. And I like, I just about killed over what some people charge for a digital image. And I'm thinking that'll never fly in Estonia. <laughs> so to me, like I make enough for my vacation slash fund, et cetera, et cetera. And then to me, the payback for photography is when I see a 12 year old kid run up to me at the rink and go, hey, Wanda, thanks for this picture. And he'll show me his phone and the screensaver thing will be him playing goal, making a save or whatever. Or even um, like some of the older kids or whatever, it's like the next day, when are you posting your pictures, Wanda? And like, to me, that's almost more of a payback that I like better than just the cash. Yeah, for sure. Actually, when we were talking about it before as well, um, you were talking about like all these friends and stuff. We were talking about how much of a social following you have. <laughs> and and basically you've met so many people through this um again i feel like that's a pretty small town thing but uh i i feel like do you, i don't think you could work in estevan without that oh exactly no and like a lot of the things um god when did i start doing this photography stuff well probably a good 10 years ago 12 years ago no not quite 12 but then when Estevan hosted the 2016 Saskatchewan Summer Games too you volunteer for such a huge event like that there's a photography committee um the whole city was like one big volunteer group so like you meet so many people that way and become friends and run into people at the rank or now it's just like natural that a double a team are you coming back next year to do some of our photos or um for example this past year like the thunder went pretty far in the playoffs and then like in november bantam double a team well are you still coming to our games this year blah 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 blah, blah. it's like yeah as soon as i can make it there so 
Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you ever follow like the careers of kids that like move on? Like, I feel like some of the Thunder kids do actually make it to the CFL type. Oh, thing. yeah. Um, case in point, Logan Furland that plays um, on the offensive line for the Thunder. Yeah, I remember, gosh, I've been shooting with the Thunders 2017. I think it was the, what year did COVID go? Canceled the season, 2020? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, something like that. But the one year that he was on the Riders practice roster, he was still playing with the Thunder and he'd do Rider stuff all day, maybe have a meal in the evening, do Thunder stuff, practice with the Thunder, play with the Thunder, go back, do Rider stuff during the day. And now it's incredible to see him where he's at. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of a a unique thing about being uh, in sports photography in particular, trying to or getting to see those kids move through like Nick and I, we get to watch Connor Bedard every night and it's, it's something like it's, it's words don't even explain it sometimes. And and then, you know, when he does go on to the NHL, whatever happens with him, we'll be, you know, we'll be telling stories, you know, back in the day when we were. Yeah. (laughs) I remember when. Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing too, is like, there was one young man here in town, a really good, nice kid. He played, I think I shot him in Bantam Hockey, Midget AA, and then he moved up um, somewhere else to play Midget. I guess it's not Midget AAA anymore, sorry, under 18 AAA. And I had a family member that was pretty sick. And then one day out of the blue, like he sent me a message, like saying, I'm thinking about your family, blah, blah, blah. It's like, how many kids do that? And I don't think you'd get that in like some big city or whatever where you're shooting other kids so it's sort of neat yeah for sure um you know one other thing I kind of teased you with this before uh in our text but what kind of gear are you using to shoot sports okay um camera wise I just have the um Nikon D7200 which I think is discontinued but it was on the upper end of the the lower scale of the Nikons, if that makes sense. And then I, my go-to lens is a 70 to 200, 2.8, and a 24 to 70, 2.8 as well. Um, the 24 to 70 for sideline stuff, like emotional shots on the bench or whatever. Um, I also just purchased a Nikon Z6 II, and I've got the lens that came with it, but I haven't I used it a little bit at the Centennial Cup, but haven't really dove into it. I'd really like to save up to get a 70 to 200 for that one, but that's a few dollars worth there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like that strategy though, because I I say that all the time, because it sounds like you put your money in lenses and got a couple of really nice lenses and the body doesn't really matter as much it just doesn't no exactly and I used to be really intimidated when I first started shooting um for example at some of the junior football games like the Thunder games and there was photographers there from the other teams and they'd have like the big fancy nine thousand dollar camera and I'm like oh and then they'd have like the prime lens just like the 2.8 and I'm, I'm just like oh oh but then I'm look at their pictures and then I'd look at mine and without sound I hope I don't sound like egotistical it's like my stuff looks pretty comparable to their stuff too yeah 
for sure great but like nick said you're still you're using solid glass you're using actually the the nikon d7200 basically is classic of the cameras you can get like it's one of the ones that people still talk about today yeah and then i still used uh, another lens that i purchased um a while ago before i really got into the sports photography was like a sigma 150 to 500 and i pull it out once in a while at football um the odd time at baseball but i'm hoping to get into more wildlife stuff on some downtime and use it for that oh that's so, interesting yeah so for sure that's do you shoot much other stuff like uh uh wildlife or landscapes or anything like that um when i have time no we when we're on vacation i like going out looking for wildlife and stuff like that and um flowers crocus the typical spring saskatchewan token shot of crocuses yeah whatever yeah i'd like to get more into the wildlife stuff and when we're camping this year, go find some bears or oh, buffalo, wow. what have you. Well, Amory's so dedicated. He'll say, all right, I'm going out shooting tonight. When he says he's going out shooting at night, he means he's going out all night. <laughs> That's You got to wait for the good stuff, right? Yeah. And the odd time we've gone out here um, doing the Northern Lights too. And of course, they always happen on a weeknight when you have to wake up early the next day for work. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's the other thing too, right? Like, so you you almost gotta like make time for those things because if you don't, you're not gonna get it. Um, so when I go out all night, it's because I've probably wasted like, you know, half a dozen weeknights going like, I can't. It's a weeknight. Oh, I can't. And then finally, it's like, okay, do you know what? It's Thursday. I have the Friday off. I'm going. Yeah. And then you just just do it. Um, speaking of your 100, is a Sigma one. 150 to 500, yeah. I believe. Um, Nick and I typically do a section called the shelf of shame, where we discuss <laughs> an item sitting on our shelf that is just shameful that we own it. Do you do you have a shelf of shame item you can think of off the top of your head? Probably, honestly, a Nikon macro lens. I can't remember the last time I pulled that out. Even this is going to sound a little silly when COVID was on and there was like no sports going on. I started doing some food photography in my dining room and I never even used that. I used my Sigma 50 millimeter 1.4 portrait lens for my food photography. That's too funny. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I pulled that macro lens out. <laughs> That's sad. Now I got to go find some flowers or something. That's okay. Nick, Nick and I too are like big proponents of that. Like, you know, we talked about you saving for your stuff before, it's, you know, at some point in time, I feel like you just got to make that decision too. Like, should I just sell it? I'm not using it and get rid of it. But what if you'll use it again? I know it's, it's the, it's the a day old question, right? Yeah. I think Emery <laughs> uses the show half the time to promote his Kijiji listings. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's the best way to do it. <laughs> Um, actually speaking of that too like so where where do you even get gear like do you have to order online or is there a camera store down in Estman? I am are we allowed to say businesses yeah oh I am a big fan of Don's photo in Regina okay their customer service for me was always great um, I know some stuff you could probably get less expensive online or at a big box store but Don's photo has always been patient 
answering questions, emails back and forth. Um, when I've wanted to purchase, knowing I know I want to purchase stuff, throw them my visa number. My son goes and picks it up for me. Like customer service to me is big. So I'll spend an extra $20, $50 to get that good customer service and support the more independence. I don't even know if it costs that much more, Don. It's like, that's no. where I go all the time too. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Is there anything we're missing about sports that we should be talking about? Hmm. I don't think so. Well, what would you say? This is kind of how we typically will end things. Is basically what would you say to somebody getting started? Or it was you 10 years ago, I guess, just starting to, to get rolling with it. How do you even get started in it? How did I get started in sports? Or how, how would somebody else get started today, I guess, if you were? Um, I would say go to as many games as you could. The way I got started was I, um, my son was in minor football and football. So I was just shooting for him and for myself. And then next thing you know, well, with it helps too with Estevan being a smaller community. Next thing you know, I had a teacher from the high school saying, hey, have you ever shot basketball? We've got a tournament this weekend, come shoot basketball. So I shot basketball. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, maybe I'll go try baseball. So I'd go and shoot baseball. So I'd just go out to as many things as I could. And that even started my relationship with minor hockey here too. I just, let's go try it. Next thing you know, I'm at the rink for like five games on a weekend. Um, with the Red Sox and the Thunder, I was at a social media conference in Regina in 2016, just to learn more about social media and getting stuff out on Facebook and stuff. And that's where I met, um, Gary Bratzel from the Red Sox and somebody from the Thunder. And I just asked him, I said, I'm just starting out wanting to get more practice. Do you mind if I come out to a few of your games? And, and I said, I'd post stuff, tag you guys. They're like, yeah, sure, whatever. I went to those few Red Sox games. Next thing you know, in the next February or so, one of their board members contacted me and said, can we have some high resolution copy of your images to use on our tickets and on our program? And I was just flabbergasted so then I was like sure but what do I get in return so they gave me like a program in their ad now same with the thunder it's I'm free to sell whatever I want but it's a lot of trade back and forth so they can use my images for whatever and then they'll give me an ad or what have you Nick I feel like that's our problem with everything we do not have that kind of hustle yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not a good business model, but I don't know. It's been working for me. And like like I said, I'm free to sell whatever I want. So I do make a little bit. Yeah. Whatever. You know, we we've talked with other guys. Um, Matt Howard, one of our good buddies, he kind of talks about the same thing. And it, it really does seem like that's the answer. And it kind of sucks, but like, man, you at the start you gotta hustle. And you got to go out and actively do some things and, you know, you're probably going to take some lumps and then hopefully in the long run, it gets better. Um, but yeah, that is like photography 101. It is not for the faint of heart. 
No. And for me, I'm lucky too, because a lot of my sports photography has um, snowballed into doing like the grad and the family photos. Like last Friday, I drove almost two hours to Redverse to do a couple of grad shoots. So I charged enough to cover all my gas expenses and whatever, but I don't know. It's good practice and I love doing it. And more importantly, I love meeting new people. So yeah, and it's a great way to do that, right? Like, I mean, if it wasn't for photography, I'm not sure Nick and I would have met each other either. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And and I, I, again, I can't stress enough, you work a regular day job and then do all this stuff on top of it. And then really it's, you know, for lack of a better term, it's beer money and that's it. Yeah, my vacation fund. So I've learned time management big time. Um, I've got a very supportive husband that's great at making meals. <laughs> that's um, really key. <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of like silly meal prep, meal planning. Um, we've got the Heron TV dinners downstairs in the freezer for days when things are really rushed. But yeah. I don't know, you only, the old saying, you only live once, got to do what you love mm -hmm. while you can do it. Yeah. Do you end up spending your vacation time doing photos then? You're talking about doing wildlife photography on your holidays. When we go on vacation? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take out the camera. Um, probably not every day. I know like when we go camping to Riding Mountain National Park, it's like, okay, let's get up earlier in the morning and go looking for bears. And for some reason, the bears never seem to come out for me, but whatever. Okay, I got to ask before time runs out, Emery. Um, I just got to ask Wanda. So your vacation fund, is it in, because let me back this up. Emery and I both budget, like financial budget, like every dollar basically. Is this an actual budget or are you just using that no. term? I'm just using it. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> I, I, throw it all, I throw it all into a separate savings account. And then like, all obviously if something household comes up, it pays for that too, but whatever. That's too funny. Or a lot of it, a lot of it pays for my gas to Regina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, We've just found being into photography and video stuff it's the only way we can ever afford any gear <laughs> yeah it really is the only way to get ahead and it is to budget 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 cannot stress that enough for people <laughs> um before we let you go to wanda i do have one kind of question i feel like this is actually kind of a controversial question um uh -huh. but nick and i in our uh, in our daily thing what we do you know with the riders with the paths whatever we're connected with these other groups as well it is very rare for us to see a woman photographer there. Is there any issues you deal with just being a woman in sports? Mm, I don't think so. Um, when I first started, I sort of felt a, a little bit uncomfortable, but I think it was almost more uncomfortable because of the gear some of the other photographers had. In a way, I think it benefits me getting the emotional shots like for example that hockey shot um there's been other shots for example where last year the thunder went eight and oh during the regular season and then lost the league final i don't know if it's because i could be a mom to some of these kids but seeing a 22 year old young man cry on the sidelines 
It's just like, I'll wipe the chairs away and then it's like, get the camera out. And I think, I don't know, it's almost maybe controversial or wrong for me to say, I almost think being a female helps me get those emotional shots. I, that I think sense? that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I'm not going to judge that at all. Um, right. I just know, like I could literally count on one hand the times we've seen women with cameras it's getting more and more uh the news now we're seeing a little bit more of that uh kind of started with claire hannah actually i was the first female i kind of really yeah. remember coming out to pat's games and stuff and and yeah it's just such an oddity and it, it almost doesn't make sense to me because it feels like something a lot of people would want to shoot and you're right that emotional thing uh the ability to be able to see things that other people wouldn't be able to see that's totally something that can set you apart and something that's yeah great. i don't know yeah like i don't know if uh if a guy would think of like pulling out the camera and then there's one shot i had last year at the at the thunder when they lost that league final where one of the rookies was um hugging a guy that was playing his final junior game and i was just like <sighs> then i was like pull the camera out pull the camera out make it black and white there you go. Yeah. Do you know what? I almost feel like it's not like a, maybe to, to take it back, it's not like a female instinct. I think it's like a parent instinct. Mm. Oh, that, that could be too. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, Nick, I think that's it for me. We're going to yeah. get cut off here soon. We too, are. So. Oh, it's so good uh, listening to you, Wanda. It's such a. Yeah, oh. this was great. And, and again, driving from Estevan to Regina for all this <laughs> stuff, it's, it's mind boggling. Well, it has paid so much in the people and the characters I have met and the memories I have made. Um, I don't want to be 85 years old, sitting in at home going, remember how clean our house was when I was able to stay home that Saturday night and dust all everything. It's like, no, remember when we went to that baseball game and it ended up going 13 innings and Sammy Dela Cruz hit that game winning RBI and stuff. That's what I want to remember when I get old. And that's how I look my life.